Howdy there, folks, and welcome to The Random Men, where two experts in nothing talk about everything. The Olympic Games. Every four years, the world comes together to celebrate the sanctity of competition. These athletes and coaches have dedicated their lives to the pursuit of physical and mental perfection. And for 16 days, the rest of the world waits with bated breath to bask in their talent and glory. So get ready to sit on your couch and armchair quarterback judge the best of the best, because today, two random men discuss the Olympics. When I was in junior high, I tried out for discus. Yeah. <laughs> and went to some practices, so I was trying out for uh, the track and field team to make discus. And at one of the practices, <laughs> one of the guys that was on the team, with all of us trying out, who were not discus throwers, is out in the field, right, mm-hmm. retrieving his discus. Everybody is not paying attention. We're all acting like a bunch of douchebags. And the next guy up on deck decides he's going to fling the discus. Well, Skippy's out there picking up his discus, and he gets clocked in the ankle. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. And that was the end of it for a lot of us. <laughs> oh. Like, no. Yeah, I tried disc. Uh, wasn't very good. Tried shot put. I, I, I kind of started figuring it out a little bit, but never took it far enough to, to really even make the team or you know compete or anything like that. But it, it was fun. It was something that, I, I don't know, if I would have taken it a little more seriously. I like shot put. I could never get the form down. It always felt so unnatural. Yeah, because you're having to do like this weird electric slide. You got to skip back. <laughs> yeah, man. to the left, to the left. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, what, even doing disc, man. Like, I know I had a buddy of mine that like he went to state uh, throwing disc, and I was looking at him like, how do you not get dizzy? And of course, he would ask us. You know, he'd ask me stuff about like us doing powerlifting all the time because he was because you know me and you did powerlifting. Like I said, he he did uh, disc and shot. It was interesting. And, uh, how do you go up and down in one motion? I don't know. That's pretty much what weightlifting is. Yeah. Well, there's <laughs> more to it than then that. Then back down. There was more to it than that. But yeah, it was definitely. I know I did powerlifts. Yeah. I'm not making fun of powerlifters. There was actually a whole lot more rules to powerlifting than what most people think. Oh yeah, a ton. It was kind of crazy, especially when you did a did a lift and you thought you did good and you got disqualified. You scratched for something I minute. You made up a new word. Did lift. Did lift. Sometimes I did lift. <laughs> You get a bad rap on your knees, and then your kneecap decides to come out and go around the side of your leg. Yeah, I saw you go through that firsthand, dude. Ooh. ooh, that was terrible. Gruesome. It literally looked like you had some weird, like, alien legs all of a sudden. <laughs> like, seriously, like, one whole side of your leg was, like, bulging out. Maybe and I did have alien leg. Really weird. I freaked out and grabbed it and popped it back in, and they're like, eh, maybe that should have been left to the professional. Yeah, that was, that was freaky. Ugh. To this day, I can feel a storm a-coming. <laughs> Not just because we're old. Yes. <laughs> but, By the disc throw, it was like, I'm so dizzy, it would just go like, almost try to kill people. I remember when I oh. almost hit you with the golf ball, because I'm terrible at golf as well. <laughs> Not terrible, you said nobody's good at golf when they start off. Nobody starts off good. It's not about being good. No. No. Uh, I think Kale was the one that told me that one time. You go out there, you shoot 100 shots, all of them are going to suck, you're going to hit one that's decent, and you're hooked. After that, you're like, oh, I like this. this the problem fun. was you were standing beside me. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Same thing with the discus. I spun around, boop, 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 and then that's just like threw it to the left where everybody was standing. And they're like, yep, oh, Richardson, you're off the team. Yep, nope, nope. It's like, but I could try again. They're like, there's no saving this. this. Not your you're, not, you're not going to mount it. When they tried to get me to go do hurdles. And they were like, oh, <laughs> they were like, hey, you, you told us, this is like, you're pretty fast. I was like, I have zero vertical. 
I'm not a tall man. And I'm not tall by any means. Um, no. And so we went and they, they made me do it. And like the first one, I actually cleared the first one. I picture them making you to get out there. No, get out there. They're poking <laughs> you with a stick. You're They're running like, hurdles today, Rich. You can do it. You no. can do it. And so we went. The first one, I actually made it. I actually cleared the first one. The second one, I clipped it. This is going but, great. But it was great. Uh, the third one, I totally knocked it down. And by the fourth one, I just didn't care anymore. I just ran through it. Uh, seriously, mm. just Kool-Aid man through the thing. And I was like, <laughs> I don't even care. I'm done with this. I do not want to do hurdles. Took it out. Screw this. No. I remember not making the relay team, even though I was faster than one of the guys that was on the relay team. And I think they just knew that I couldn't really catch a football. So they're like, don't try to hand him a baton at full sprint. <laughs> that is a butterfinger some bitch right there. I yeah. wasn't a good athlete now that I'm reflecting on everything. I wasn't very good at No, you you were you were very strong and very fast. Just uh No talent. When it came to the ball involved, yeah. Mm mm. That's okay. And yeah, watch me try to hit a baseball sometime. You wanna have a good laugh? Hey, you've seen I me. I don't think I have depth perception, I just yeah. gone undiagnosed. <laughs> <laughs> well, baseball, funny enough, you know, hey, we live in Texas and you know, we grew up Playing sports and everything, that was the one sport I mean you never played. Never did. We never did baseball. Never did baseball. It saddens and, me now. Yeah, looking back on it, I'm like, man, I, I really should have actually done that. But it was just never one that really struck out to us. Oh, uh, I see what you did there. Yeah. So, I don't know. Baseball was just never... I like watching it. Yeah. I love watching the Rangers and stuff. But, yeah, wasn't big on playing it. We had no eye for the ball. I think the reason we, we kind of got on this conversation because we were talking earlier about what the Olympics going on. and uh, Hell yeah, America. You know, I think it's funny because when the Super Bowl's coming around, when the NBA Finals coming up, uh, you know, when Stanley Cup's going on, you know, you, everybody that you know, even people that aren't huge sports fans, start being like, hey, you know, let's get together, let's hang out, let's watch, you know, the game, watch a championship, you know, seeing and whatever. You never hear about people being like, hey, let's get together and have a beer and watch the Olympics. I have, though. Oh, yeah, I think. But I don't think, I've never been invited to an Olympic watch party. Yeah, somebody didn't call you and be like, hey, dude, dude, you know. I guess because it's not one night. Yeah, true. If it was one night or, say, there was just five events and it was just going to last six or seven hours, I think you would have watch parties. And I'm sure I know there are watch parties because we see them. Oh, yeah. I know there people are people are that do it. Yeah. Competing. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. But, I mean, I've never had any of my buddies, like I said, normally that I'd watch football or baseball, basketball, something like that with. I've never had any of them be like, hey, come over. Like I said, they're doing the 4x4 this evening. Come on. Let's <laughs> here and watch it. Like, never had that happen. But I do think that while the Olympics are going on, people that aren't even real big, avid sports people still – watch or check out some of it and i think everybody has their events that they they really like that they think are fun oh yeah i mean there's some of them that again not gonna knock anybody for their event anything that you're good at hey any of those people are better than they're way better than i will ever be at anything but some of the events i'm like what what is this what's going on here like this uh, this one here i thought it was kind of funny because i was like i think they this was the year they added, what, judo and surfing and something else. And I was like, I guess I didn't realize those weren't events. But then there were some other ones. I was like, that's still a thing? Yeah. Like, what? Well, at one point, the arts were an event in yes. the Olympics. Uh, yeah, from 1912 to 1948, uh, painters, sculptors, architects, writers, uh, and musicians could all compete in the Olympics. How did that work? 
How was that scored? Judge, do you have to write your composition when you arrive there? Is it like at a cook-off when it's like you can't pre-make anything? It's got to all be done here. If you're the architect guy, like, do you show them like what you're going to build and they build it out of popsicle sticks right quick? Because they can't build like a building to see if it works. Like, Gosh, just, I hope so. I hope that's how it I mean, went how, down. How did they score that? How did they figure that out? The and, complexity of the architecture. And, dude, I want to see competitive sculpting. How crazy would that be? <laughs> Just going balls to the just wall. Just going. On a chunk of marble. Think about the guys that do like the uh, chainsaw carvings. Yes. Now think about right, that. Now but, like, you're speaking my language. But now you're talking about guys doing it with like like actual like straight up sculpting, like, you know, hammer and chisel doing all this stuff. Like, I wonder if that was part of it or if it was clay sculpting. I don't know. Let me just, you, I wouldn't, I mean, how long did they have? Because I'm, I'm not thinking you're going to sculpt a statue out of marble. Or something in, you know, three hours. I mean, maybe, I've, I don't know, I've never done it. Maybe, maybe there's somebody that could, but I would think that that would take a little bit longer time. I like to imagine two guys with acoustic guitars facing each other in like a <laughs> square circle, just dueling banjos off of each other. <laughs> <laughs> just circling, staring eye to eye, just, just going full tilt boogie on the guitar at each other. Winner! Yeah, and, and blue corner. Uh, like I said, I'm still thinking, like, how do they score some of that stuff, man? Because I mean, most sports, it's pretty, you know, very cut and dry. Who wins and who loses? But something like that's a, a matter of opinion. It's subjective. Yeah, that was better than this, and it's like, how and why? I mean, I guess I don't know. The painter thing. I would love to see somebody just yes, like, throwing yes. stuff, going to town on it. Jackson Pollock just flinging shit at the canvas, hundred miles an hour. Yes, it's art. See, that sounds way cooler Olympics than what we're I drew an owl <laughs> with a pencil. A pencil. Oh, uh, yeah. That seems like something they need to bring back. Mm. They definitely need to bring those back. I agree. But I was watching, because, you know, here a couple years back, uh, I mean, let's start getting into the whole kayaking thing. I know you've started that getting into it a wild. little bit. The, the Olympic the kayaking? The Olympic kayaking Holy blows my shit. mind. I didn't know what to expect. Me neither. When I first looked, I was like, when the hell is that becoming a sport? And I looked, I was like, oh, yep, that is yep. definitely a sport. What? Yep. That is definitely. 100%. Wow. Those guys, it, yeah, it just it insane. It looks taxing as hell. Yeah. How do they stay, at the hit? try not to hit the little poles? Yeah. They're ducking and, and bobbing and weaving and there's and rapids going. And, like, and I'm, I'm like, watching how? their kayak and it's it's like at the edge of flipping over there the entire time. And I'm thinking like, they went down this, you know, chute. It's just, they're hauling ass going down it. And then how they can make that kayak just stop on a dime and turn. Like, I can't do that. I can't get close to doing anything Sometimes like that. Sometimes I can't turn myself back around facing forward in a tube <laughs> on a river. <laughs> a well, slow river. Well, that's also because a lot of times there's alcohol involved. Sure. Touche. I saw you go down the chute when we didn't, was it the Kumal? I think it was in the Como. And when we went down that and you had the ice just attached to the back of and you. Too much rope. <laughs> <clears throat> well, and you ended up uh, over in that little, it, it shot you out of the chute down into that little area where you couldn't get, the, there was a current and you couldn't get back. There was out. a Remember, whirlpool. You were stuck in that thing. And what happened was I had this gigantic ice chest that was on a raft, but I had too much rope. So I come shooting out, hit the water, bob up. The ice chest launched and then clipped me right in the head. Then the rope wraps around me while I'm in the whirlpool. Hmm. So then I'm in the fight of my life getting drugged down by the thing I love. 
and I'm fighting and fighting and fighting and trying and finally got out and y'all came and got me, drug me up. We had to get on the bank and drag you out. You were on a concrete wall, like a retaining wall, and you know, grabbed my arms and pulled me up and I'm like, (gasps) (laughs) had the rope wrapped around me. I'm lucky as hell I didn't drown. Because then all the rest of the people are also shooting out and going over me. So every time I would surface, I'm just having a tube of someone's ass knock me back down under the water (laughs) while I'm fighting, getting tied up in the vines. You're on the repeat cycle at this point. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it made a funny story. So that's why you're... Lost my hat. That's why you're not in the Olympics. For any of those kind of things. Yes, okay. Not the best in the world. That's the answer to your kayak thing. Is how do they do this? Because they're the best that in the world. no joke. Yeah, watching some of these people. And, you know, I know this is a terrible thing to say, but I'm just going to put it out there. You watch these people that they've prepared for this their entire lives. And a lot of them are only going to have, like, this one opportunity, probably, to mm-hmm. go. And you watch them. And yeah, you want them to do good. But at the end of the day, you kind of have in the back of the head, like, I want somebody to f- just fail. I want to see oh, somebody no, face plan. Oh, I love watching the fails. And I mean, everybody loves a train wreck, but. It, I know. It's terrible to say, man. It is. But oh, some of the times I'm just watching it. And the ones I love. I don't want it to happen. But if it does. The ones that I love. I won't look away. Are, like, the gymnasts and stuff. That something happens and they face plant and the ones that just jump up and just have a smile on their face and they're just like, ah, well, fuck it. It happened. You know, it's like, what am I going to do? Like, you know, some of, them some of those get, falls look horrible. Like, oh, yeah, some they, of them look terrible, yeah. On the uneven bars it's, and they just belly flopping them going, are they 10 feet in the air? Hmm. I don't know. They're up there. I want you to go out and stand in the back of your pickup truck and jump off the tailgate. <laughs> and belly flop. Right now with dad bod. <laughs> No, you don't even got a belly flop. Just jump as high as you can off the tailgate and try to land and not tell me that you're going to freak out. True. True. And these super athletes just take the fall, boom, bounce right back up and go. And it's like, yeah. But then again, that's the difference between Olympic body, dad bod. Except for the curlers. The curlers, man. Heck yeah. I love the curlers. Because curling is what we're talking about yeah. here. Yeah, because they just, they <laughs> look big like. worm. Yeah, they. <laughs> They look like just regular average dads that went up there and like, oh. Until can, yeah. it's an event that shouldn't be as intense it is, as it is until it goes down. And then it's full tilt boogie. Scrub the floor. Scrub the floor. Yeah. Scrub the floor. Scrub the floor. Yeah. Yeah. I know there's more to it. I've never seen anybody practice curling. I've never been involved with learning what all that entails. Yeah, how do you fall into that? But then all of a sudden, it's just 100 miles an hour for a few seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Curling's crazy. That's interesting. But it makes me think. Okay, we the reason we came up with this whole idea for the Olympic thing was we talked the other night about how cool it would be just to throw a random average Joe into an Olympic Games, mm-hmm. into just whatever event. Just for the to, comparison? Just, just to see. Yeah, just to see how it goes. Just getting burned. I mean, yeah, most of it, it would be just like terrible. Until Murphy's Law you know. takes effect. Okay. And then inevitably, you know, something can go wrong and will go wrong. Mm-hmm. One of those races, one year. Everybody's going to crash in the 100-meter sprint in this tanglement of bodies. And then you're just going to have Tommy just trucking along and get first. Because he was so <laughs> far behind. So the far accident. behind. The turtle won the race and everybody else is <laughs> yeah. scrambling trying to yeah. get up. I'm thinking like the cyclist, man. Like everybody just you know, I won. Gets, tangled, I did it. gets tangled up and everybody crashes or whatever. And then, yeah, the average dude is so far back that he's nowhere near the accident. So he just... He's safe. Sails through scot free. Like, yeah, everybody else on the ground doing the. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. And it's like, yep. And 
Jim Bob won the race. Jim Bob won the race. <laughs> Got gold. He's up on the pedestal. They're playing Sweet Home Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> All the rest of the competitors, silver and bronze, are looking at him. I trained my whole life oh, for this. You just showed up today. I trained too, running from the dock to grab my pole. Mm-hmm. That's a sprint. Mm-hmm. When I see a fish hit. Everybody has different ways of training. <laughs> Who was it? Uh, uh, the summer... Uh, Ledecky, I think is how you say your last name, mm-hmm. that she won like four gold or something like that the other day. And they oh, said yeah. she was having to train in like a neighbor's pool during the pandemic. That was an interesting thing to watch was all the them having yeah. to train at home. Yeah, that like was really interesting. doing all this stuff. And it's like, you know, it was funny watching uh, because everything still had 2020 on it. And of course, we're sitting yes. in 2021, which was kind of weird. But I was like, okay, I, I like guess. how they said, no, we're leaving it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so do you think we should? Nah. But it. they all say 2020. It'll just be a mind fuck for people later on. Yep. I'm like, what year was it? Because all the video we're watching, yeah. you know what happened in 2020. It's in the history books. Yeah, no joke. I don't think anybody's going to forget this anytime soon. That's for damn sure. But yeah, watching all them do their stuff training at home or where, wherever they could. Yeah, you have to have to give some serious props to some of these people because, wow, they found out some really crazy ways to they train. They got creative as hell. Yeah. Hmm. Of course, I'm also thinking, too, like an Olympic swimmer swimming in a regular swimming pool. Like, oh, like, she could probably make it from one side to the other in, like, three strokes. Just boom, boom, boom. Yeah. And I'm you probably just, just push off from the side the and wall. make it there, you know? <laughs> I guess their turns would be fantastic because it's just turn and stroke true, and turn true, and stroke. True, Coming off the wall. Very true. Yeah, but I saw, like, there was the one chick that was uh, from... Call him a lady. She's an Olympian. The one lady. Uh, I can't remember where she was from, but they were talking about, like, her, like, doing all of her powerlifting stuff and so she was just grabbing random stuff out of the house and just putting it on this bar that she had and just lifting everything so it was paint cans and look like cooking utensils like unbreakable remember yeah. an unbreakable yeah. when he's power when yeah. he's not powerlifting when he showed his strength with all the paint cans and water bottles yeah it worked yeah there you go she yeah, won gold she right actually, yep, she, she won, won gold yep so hey kudos to you figure it out did you know that women weren't allowed in the olympics until 1900 hmm Okay. I mean, yeah, olden times were terrible to everybody. But yeah, they weren't allowed in until the 1900. And they were only allowed to participate, and this is damn patronizing, in events that were considered to be compatible with their femininity and fragility. What? Mm Mm-hmm. Like tennis. Uh, Tennis is intense as hell. No shit. Have you ever played tennis? I've played tennis. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. I could play not for long, but yeah. say, I could sit there and, and play an entire offensive or defensive series in football and not be nearly as tired as it was in five minutes of playing tennis. That's a very high intensity sport. And to combat the effects of the gender inequality, the Olympic Charter has made the presence of women mandatory. Do you know when that happened? Mm. Two thousand seven. Yeah, it's gross, huh? It's like, See, what? I thought they had so when women they, uh, competing back in like. Greece. It's and... been a slow climb. Hmm. Yeah. I, said, I thought that they, because I, I thought back in the original days of the, you know, the Olympic Games. When they were first started was in 776 B.C. Yeah. Yeah. Old. B.C. Way. Before Common Era. Yeah. And at the first Olympic Games, it was just a 192 meter foot race. That was the first one. They just got a couple of countries together. Really? Close to Greece. <laughs> so you yeah. don't have a damn long, good foot race against everybody. Just out of fun, basically. Mm-hmm. 
Hmm. To, to actually think, though, back, especially back in those days, to come up with an idea like that is actually pretty cool. Bring everybody together? It. Yeah. I mean, think back those days, you wouldn't even want to talk to, you know, a neighboring country, nation, Well, it was city, the start state, of what was whatever. called the Olympic Truce, which still goes on today. Okay. It dates back to 776 B.C., stating that all uh, countries participating could not attack each other or the athletes that were traveling to and from wherever the, uh, the Olympics were being held. Huh. Still held today. It's like a, it calls off everything. Hey, we're all cool while this is going on. Huh? Which is neat because it's a test. I mean, even though it's almost 3,000 years old, that it can be done. Peace True. can happen. True. Between nations. Hmm. So we got that to shine up at the aliens. Like, you know what? Every four years, hey. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to kill the shit out of each other for three years, but every fourth year. The humans are doing okay. We're going to stop. <laughs> They're making gains. How long have they been working on this, sir? 3,000 years. Oh. <laughs> That's still as good as they've got? Wow. As good as they got. But <laughs> glimmer of hope. Yeah. Got to start somewhere, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> That's just crazy to think. 776 B.C. And they all competed nude. Yeah, well, of course I don't know. If you were just doing a foot race back then, okay, maybe. But like some of the stuff nowadays, no. You ever taken off run naked, buddy? <laughs> of course, it's neither pretty nor comfortable. Of course, you know, not that it should matter, but I don't think anybody's uniform in the Olympics makes anybody look flattering at all. Like, it, it all looks terrible. I wonder if that's just to distinguish everybody. I, I don't know, man. It's, I'm, I'm sitting there looking at some of the stuff, and it's like, why are they wearing that? I, I know this year they've, they've gone through a whole bunch of changes, and they're going to start allowing people to wear you know different stuff and and kind of update things a little bit. But still, I'm like, ugh. As someone that did powerlifting, don't the gymnast outfits look like they're as tight as a powerlifting outfit? Have you yeah. noticed that? Like, yeah. I wonder what the... Yeah, because I know our powerlifting outfits were like, they were... Cutting off circulation. Yeah. But it was all to save you from injuring yourself. Yeah, I mean, it was to keep everything Never been a gymnast? And, yeah, so I don't know. Like, that. to talk to a gymnast one day and be like, what are those... What are y'all's? Like, is it the same thing? Or it's Does that? it help protect your rotator cuff and your back and things like that that are just taking high impact over and over and over again? I don't know. They look like old school Superman suit. They look like Dean Cain's <laughs> suit from Lois and Clark. This is true. <laughs> and I'm just like, I bet you could, like, just... Bounce something, you know. <laughs> out there Stop with, throwing shit at me, man! I, like, I just want to see the. I want to see what works. I want to see. What's it made out of? Titanium. Titanium. <laughs> okay. Adamantium alloy. Oh, that explains. Oh shit! I should have said vibranium. Hmm. It bounces. So, talking about uniforms, remember earlier how I said that uh, the original Olympics, everybody would compete naked? Mm -hmm. It wasn't until Rome conquered Greece in the second century that everybody was allowed to start wearing clothes. Was allowed to start wearing clothes? Was allowed to start wearing clothes. You had to compete naked before that. Mm, well, I guess they were, you know, making sure it was pure, I guess. I don't know. I'm not going to make sense of it. It was something about the human form that it was the most natural way to express the physical ability. Physical the ability of you. You didn't need help from, like, they didn't have sportswear back then, so I don't know what kind of help they thought you could get from Lauren a cloth. sandal. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, hey, you know, somebody with a sandal versus somebody without a sandal. That's a big difference. I don't think an antiquity era sandal could hold up to sprinting in, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. They went to war in them. Yeah, I guess Rome fought in them. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm wrong. Yeah. I just realized I'm wrong. <laughs> 
Well, you know, I mean, a lot a lot of them do take a lot of that stuff, not only their uniforms, but how they're represented, you know, super, super serious. Oh, yeah, you dedicate your life to training for something. Every, everything counts. Um, in the 2012 uh, London Olympics, the North Koreans women's soccer team walked off the field after they had screwed up, you know, where they show, like, the picture of the team, and then they usually show, like, the flag or whatever behind them. Mm-hmm. They showed the South Korean flag behind them. Oh, and they were like, nope. And they just turned around and walked off. Nope. And I think they were off for like 30 minutes or something like that. And they flat out said, if you guys can't get it fixed and, you know, represent right, then we're not yeah. we're not competing. That's not our country. Yeah. No, no. And especially, you know, North Korea, South Korea difference. I mean, holy moly, that's a big one. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I think mm. they were, they took them like 30 minutes. And it was supposedly just a honest mistake. Extreme disrespect. They just, they just screwed up in the teleprompter thing or whatever it was. <laughs> The big jumbotron, whatever, but still, like, wow, that's a that's a pretty big, that's a big mistake there, that's buddy. That's a bad one on the world yeah. stage. Yeah. And of course, there's. If you don't understand what you did wrong, Gerald. It's <laughs> funny to think about that the Olympic Games, you know, what it is, what it means to so many people, to a nation, all that kind of stuff. But to think about the crazy things, some of the crazy stuff that's happened at some of these games. Oh, there has to be wild, wild shit. I got a couple of them. One of them that <laughs> I'll start off with this one just because I, 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 it's, oh. it's 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 not funny. I'm happy. But it's, oh no! But it makes me, <laughs> I was about it, to say it makes, happy it makes about me where laugh this is going. To then, think about it, but I'm like, oh no, I'm man, not so it's happy. so it's so terrible. Okay, but I await your somber. <sighs> so the 1988 Seoul Olympics, they uh, were having a bunch of issues with different nations. You know, there was a bunch of stuff going on. You know, in in the mid to late 80s <laughs> in the world. So they decided as a show of peace, of unity, they were going to release the doves at the lighting of the torch. Well, I guess they didn't think about the timing of it. And they released the doves and they flew right into the torch right as it ignited. And it just completely just incinerated the doves. Oh, come on. On live TV. No. Yep. Mommy? Where where do pretty birds go? Oh, this is how we're starting the games off. Yay! This is this is going great so far. Did the symbols of peace just go <laughs> up in flames in front of the world stage? God. So terrible! Imagine being the bird handler. Did just open the cage. I, oh, it's not funny. No, but oh my! Oh, it's not funny. It's just. I bet if you were watching it live, it was a jaw drop moment of what the hell. Because I <laughs> assume they were not immediately incinerated, but became. Flame balls? I guess. I don't know, man. It couldn't have been good. That's not good. And like I said, you got to think whoever, like the director or whatever of that Olympic Games, was in there, like be going so like, sweet. Like, it's, <laughs> that went so wrong. It's escalated quickly. Oh no. <laughs> Speaking of birds, though, um, nineteen hundred Paris Olympics, the first and only time. That they did actual live pigeon shooting. Was actually what a year game. was this? This was nineteen hundred. Nineteen hundred. Straight up nineteen hundred. Yeah, okay. Um, the only time they ever did it, as one does as back a in a sporting event or whatever. And even then, people were so just like, no, there is no reason for this. And so that was the first and only time that they ever did live sport shooting hunting of sport hunting as a Olympic, Olympic event. event. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm gonna say this. As a hunter, got my views on hunting. I don't think that should be an Olympic event. That's no poor taste. No, I don't That's think not we everybody's ever cup of tea. You got to respect everybody's. 
I don't think we need to see who views on that, and that, that's killing. not somebody's bag. Yeah, you know that wasn't going to be cool, man. Somebody apparently nineteen hundred. Nobody gave a fuck. Mm. Well, apparently, enough people gave a fuck that they were like, "No, don't ever do this again." This was terrible. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know. you're right. Hmm. That's hmm. a rough one. Yeah, poor birds. Birds have had a. So rough we've time. had. <laughs> Yeah, birds, birds stay away from the shot and to get a medal. <laughs> bird, you're not going to find a bird that's just going to fly the same. You know, like if you were going to shoot clay pigeons, and you could set them on the same trajectory at the same speed, and then judge everybody's reaction time, who got the shot off first. Mm. That you can judge. Just wild chaos Game being thrown out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, was it how many birds you could bag in ten minutes? And then it's I don't like, know. What, what if they're not flying? What if they're sitting on the ground? There's a lot. There's a lot to think about with that. Either way, it was a bad idea. Good thing they've never gone back to it. Okay. Agreed. Yeah. So there was another one, the 1896 Athens Olympics. Ooh. The Wait, 1896? Yes. Was also the first year that they reintroduced the Olympics in the modern era. Because it was Athens. Yep. Because yep. it was at Athens. Yep. So That's fun right. fact That's for right. your fun fact. Hey, there you go. Um, so this one, apparently they didn't think certain things through. Maybe it's because they'd been on a hiatus for a while. I don't know. But they didn't think uh, through with a lot of the swimming stuff. So when they did the 1,500-meter swim, apparently the temperatures had changed drastically overnight. Instead of postponing it, they're like, ah, this will be okay. So the water was 55 degrees, and there was 12-foot waves hitting the swimmers while they were trying to do this. The winner was a 15-year-old kid, and he literally said at the end of the race, he goes, I had... He was like, I had no thought in my mind about winning. It was pure survival. He goes, I was just trying to get out of the water as fast as possible. He's like, I didn't even realize I'd won until they came up to me. And like, oh, you won. And he's like, I was just trying to survive, man. Twelve-foot waves is 55 degrees. I'm freezing to death. Like, no. Oh, this is not a game anymore. Well, that was fun, ladies and gentlemen. For the next competition, we'll have our athletes facing a lion with a broom. <laughs> yeah, like... Someone's going to come out on top. Stick around. We'll be right back. Yeah. Yeah. A little little rough on that one. Mm. (laughs) Fucking horrible, bro. So, 2004, Athens. 2004. At the end of the games, I believe it was actually the last competition, um, there was a Brazilian runner. uh, A Brazilian runners. uh, Vanderlei de Lima. He was in the lead, and right up at the very end, he was tackled. By somebody out of the crowd. Mm. He still ended up winning third. Mm-mm. But Mm-mm. the guy that attacked him was an Irish priest who said he did it to spread the gospel and prepare the world for the second coming. And was immediately murdered. I- I'm just thinking to myself, like, that poor runner, like... And they gave him third? Yeah, he ended up in third. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. I don't know, man. Was the priest drunk? It didn't say. <laughs> but I'm I'm assuming probably not good things happened to him after that. Well, I guess anybody can call himself call themselves a priest. It doesn't mean true. a real priest. True, true. Yeah. I'm a priest. I'm spreading the word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm a priest. True. Yeah. I wrote a Bible yeah, in think, my backyard. Think, 
I mean, enough stuff's going on. It's written on a stump. Enough stuff's against One you paragraph. in an Olympic Games, and then just have just a random bystander run up and just tackle you. That's horse shit. Yeah. And I, well, he got silver. No, motherfucker, I was winning. Bronze. Bronze. Yeah, bronze. Still. Mm-hmm. And yeah, remember, a lot of these places, they don't celebrate silver or bronze. Like, if you gather, like, ah, okay. You, mm, Doesn't right. that suck, too? Yeah, I know. If I got a bronze medal for anything, I would be in elation for the rest of my like, life and I, say... That means I'm at least the third best in the world. Ha. Ah, deal with that. Yeah. Third yeah. richest man in the world, still a rich bastard. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you ever seen the prices that, like, what some of these uh, athletes get from their nations as far as, like, compensation? Like, hate to say it. But here in the States, it's not a big deal. Like, you, like yeah, of course, you're going to get lots of sponsorships. You're going to get lots of other stuff and whatever. But like, I wonder it, how much of that is the drive for, I need that Nike sponsorship. Just I need that a, like a payout, it's not a whole lot. Some of these other nations no. that are smaller that don't win a lot uh, in the games, because, you know, for whatever reason, some of them, like, uh, we're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars, free living forever, no taxes. Oh, if you can bring home a gold medal? Yeah. And, like, some of these other nations where, like I said, they, maybe they don't win. Because, I mean, a lot of times it's America and China, Russia, you know, those are the ones that, you know, Canada's come on last couple of games, you know, towards, like, they're, like, the big wigs. Some of these other nations Australia's that... Australia's kicking some ass, too. Yeah, some of the other nations that uh, normally only only place a couple of times, you know, or whatever. You've got two representatives from your country. Yeah, exactly. It's only uh, 900,000. You're going to come back, and you are literally heralded as a national hero and never going to have to do shit again. I guess that's kind of cool. Do you know that gold medals are mostly made of silver? <laughs> of course. <laughs> Why wouldn't they be? Why wouldn't they be? Of course. <laughs> uh, so despite the popular belief that gold medals are comprised of gold, this hasn't been the case since the 1912 Olympics. The gold medal is almost entirely made of silver and is approximately six grams of gold to meet the standard to be considered a gold medal. So there you go. Yeah. Still a big ass chunk of silver. Hmm. <laughs> I would like to see what the what the numbers are on as as far as how many Olympic medals get pawned. Funny you say that. I was just thinking that of like there has to have been some found in pawn shops. There, oh yeah, there has to be. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I mean, either just because somebody was hard up for the money, needed it, or somebody didn't care about it, or they died, ended up you know in a box somewhere, uh, was stolen. And somebody oh, hocked stolen. it, you know, yeah. and everything like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's plenty of reasons why they have ended up in pawn shops. I would but think still. a stolen one. Like if somebody came to a pawn shop and said, I want to hawk this gold medal, hopefully someone would be notified of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Depends on how shitty the pawn say, hey, shop is. Got- <laughs> <laughs> Very true. I was about to say, someone would have the integrity to call the authorities and report this gold I mean, medal. Yeah, I, I hope so. I hope so. But I'm. I'm yeah. Then again. Got a gold medal in the case. You want a gold medal on your shelf? Yeah. Mm, yeah. Look at how many times you have uh, issues with people stealing and selling, hawking, uh, like, Super Bowl rings and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Here, but that stuff all the time. Our rings ends up somewhere. I have another one to break your heart. Oh, no. <laughs> Did you know that the Olympic torch relay is not an ancient tradition? Really? Mm-hmm. It has its roots in the controversial 1936 Berlin Olympics. Berlin. 1936. Oh, yeah. We're talking Nazis. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-oh. So Carl Diem was the chief organizer for the Olympic Games, and he conceived the relay as a propaganda tool for the Nazi party to showcase their superiority. 
Yeah, the relay passed through Greece, Bulgaria, Yugoslavia, Hungary, Austria, and Czechoslovakia, which all fell to Nazi rule within the next 10 years. Hmm. Hmm. Surprisingly, we still kind of puts puts a tarnish on it, but today, (laughs) it's a great honor. True. Wouldn't you hate to be the dude carrying it, though, that drops it? Mm-hmm. I'm going to think about that. And it's Yeah, you know what's happened. You know what's happened. It's had to have Somebody's happened. It's had to have happened. I mean, come on. Because we live in, what did you say earlier about Murphy's Law? Like, we live in that. Like, it's got to happen. Accidents happen. Someone's yeah. dropped that. Somebody. And then you, you know, stand there, and everybody's looking at you, and you're just like. Tripped, or they popcorn I'm, before they carried it. Well, something. I made it into the history books for one reason. Oh, no. Man, like I said, I'm sure, yeah, it's had to have happened. It had to have. Look up your name in the history books. It's like, national fuck-up. <laughs> <laughs> the only person in history that has dropped the Olympic torch. Because hmm. wasn't you asking me about, like, uh, what happens if the torch goes out? Yes. And they actually, when they light it, when they do the, because, okay, you tell your thing about it's the... It's still lit with parabolic mirrors. Yes. Powered by the sun. Yes, which I think so, is really... Cool. That they, that's how they still they keep do that it. tradition. Yeah, they still dress in the robes, ancient Greece, light it with the sun, power of the sun. I think that's neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it starts its way from Greece. Well, apparently, they whoever goes up there and they take it and they light it, and that person then goes running off with it, whatever. Well, apparently, like four of the people walk up and light <laughs> the, <ones laughs> the backups, <laughs> like the backups to carry with it. And like, okay, they're going to run across six countries. We're just going to get, you know, in some very protective place and take this there. So that way, if something happens, we can just light it right there and then there, be done. That way it's not like a big, them standing there like halfway there and it goes out and they're like, uh, has anybody got a bick? <laughs> <laughs> Which you know has been done too. Like when it was out of sight, we're in a tunnel and it goes out and it's like, give me your lighter, John. No, dude, we can't. Just give me your lighter before Don't we get know. out of the tunnel. How would they know? They'll never know. They'll never know, man. <laughs> Did you know that the Olympic torch relay was said to represent Prometheus stealing fire from the gods? No, I That's didn't. That's where the meaning of the race was came from, I guess, by a damn Nazi. But <laughs> okay. they covered I'm sure up really they well. like, hey. did something like that back before hmm. in the BC times. Well, I mean, but well, that's what it's said to represent is man or Prometheus. Stealing fire from the gods. Huh. Okay. Which seems like as much fear as everybody had of the gods, which we just talked about in the last episode, would you really want to be waving that in the face? Got your fire. <laughs> Every four years, we're going to go, hey, remember that time we stole your shit? Got your nose, <laughs> Zeus. You know? Hmm. <laughs> it's wacky. Well, uh, on that note, you want to do the thing? Let's do the thing. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for Search Engine Results. For those of you who are just joining us weekly, we do a thing called Search Engine Results. It's a little game we have between me and Keith. I look up a question of the all-powerful internet. She gives me an answer. I then quiz Keith and give him three alternative answers, and he has to guess the correct answer to that question. Keith, you ready? Sure. All right, buddy. At what age was the oldest Olympic gold medal winner? Hmm. Mm. At what age was the oldest Olympic gold medal winner? A, 61, B, 72, or C, 67? 61, 72, or 67? Hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to go for gold oh! with the gold noldies and go uh, 72. That's a bingo. Yeah! <laughs> 72. It was a Swedish shooter named Oscar Swan. A little tongue twister there. <laughs> yeah, Swedish shooter named Oscar Swan. And uh, yeah, he, he won it for shooting. He then qualified four years later, but withdrew for reasons. Oldness? Yeah. Hey, well, of course, I mean, if you... If you want it at 72, man, come on. I mean, you can't use mm. age isn't a factor anymore, really. I mean, damn. Give that guy. It, it wasn't, you said it was a man? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the oldest woman to win a gold medal was 63-year-old archer Lita Poland. Hmm. Just a little icing on the cake for you there. There you go, man. Yeah. 72. Wow. Think of 72-year-olds you know that says they got good eyes. Yeah, to be a shooter. Haven't met them. Yeah. Yeah, and this was in 1920, I mean, I don't buddy. What I would, How what good were would... prescription lenses in 1920, even Holy if he crap. was wearing glasses? 1920. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah. Part of, me, so, part of me wants to say that the rest of the field just sucked. Good on Oscar. Yeah, good for him, man. Way to go. <laughs> I don't shoot with my eye. Yeah, shoot he with just, my heart. He uses the force, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Yoda up there. Just plinking targets. Probably birds. <laughs> it was 1920. Just no, up. they got rid of the birds. They didn't oh, do birds anymore. Say they were just yeah. Okay, we can't do the doves anymore. We're going quail. I'm just going to throw a quail up off the ground. Oscar's going to pop it, and we will give him a medal. We all know how this is going to go down. So one of the other ones that uh, I looked up that is, I think it's kind of a sad thing, but it's kind of crazy to think that it happened. But then again, you're in the Olympic Games. You've been preparing for this your entire life. Uh, if anything negative were to happen against you that you felt was unfair, I guess I could. I can understand, you know, getting pretty upset about it because, you know, again, you've trained your entire life. Mm-hmm. So, at the 2008 Beijing Olympics, a guy was disqualified from a Taekwondo match and kicked the ref in the face. Poor form. And him and his coach were immediately kicked out from Olympic com- competition forever. So it wasn't like an accident where he kicked him in the face. He got disqualified, turned got around, disqualified and kicked the ref in the face. Kicked the ref in the face. <laughs> dirty, dirty bastard. So whether he thought a disqualification was justified or not, like that's probably not the best way to take it out. Like, and the coach, too. Yeah. Just for good measure. And your coach is out of here. Nah, I mean, hey, sorry, that one. I kind of... Eh. Well, yeah, he got kicked in the face. I'm a ref. I'm an official. And it wasn't an accident. You intentionally turned around and booted my schnot hole. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what did you think was going to happen with this? Like, yeah, you think oh, he was going to get up and go, "Oh, you know what? You're right. You're not disqualified anymore." Did it say where, <laughs> sorry. Did it sorry. say where he was from? Uh, I don't remember. I don't remember. Yeah, trivial. Hmm. Doesn't matter. It's still, like, wow. You dirty bastard! <laughs> Never again. Never again. <laughs> that was yeah. I think that's a a good form of really bad sportsmanship on on that one. Well, that's like the worst. It's the worst sportsmanship ever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey man, I don't know what was going through his head at the time. Uh, you know, maybe he really wrong disagreed shit. with whatever he was disqualified for. But still, lip wow. pay another day. No joke. Yeah, not happen now. Nope. 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 Never compete again. You're going to go teach in some McDojo. Come <laughs> oh. <Cub> guy. <laughs> I hope he had a mustache. Fuck it, I hope both of them had a mustache. It makes the story even better. 
<laughs> well, I guess with that one. Uh, Olympic episode. Yeah, Olympics. Just us ragging on shit we could never, ever do. No, no, but you know, I'm fine with sitting back and just watching it. Uh, I wouldn't want to go through all that. I wouldn't want to do it. The utmost respect. Yes. The yes. utmost respect for people that can dedicate this time and dedication to be able to pull off feats that are inhuman. Mm-hmm. Peak physical abilities. Yeah. Uh, and then even second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, all the way down the line is still uber athletes. It's it's unfair that they don't get the recognition they can because I'm the sixth fastest runner in the world. Yeah. I'll still beat anybody you ever met or could put up against me. Yeah. How many times that fourth place person's like... I'm still the fourth best in the world, man. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess that in itself is competition. True. Summed up. True. You win some, you lose some. Mm-hmm. There's always a bigger dog. You got to beat the best to be the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My brother, had a good conversation with you yep. today. Yeah, this one was fun. For all y'all out there in listener land, thanks for joining us on The Random Men. Be sure and hit us up and let us know any interesting topics you'd like for us to talk about. Until next time, I'm Kenneth. I'm Keith. Stay classy, planet Earth. Thank you.